up with me as we read this scripture, um, keep you from falling asleep. Uh, Psalm 44 and verse 1, I'm going to go ahead and begin to read. It says, God, we have heard with our ears. Our ancestors have told us the work you have accomplished in their days, in days long ago, in order to plant them. You displaced the nations by your hand in order to settle them. You brought disaster on the peoples, for they did not take the land by their sword. Their arm did not bring them victory, but by your right hand, your arm and the light of your face, because you were favorable toward them. You are my king, my God, who ordains victories for Jacob. Though uh, Through you we drive back our foes, and through your name we trample our enemies. For I do not trust in my bow, and my sword does not bring me victory. But you give us victory over our foes, and let those who hate us be disgraced. We boast in God all day long. We will praise your name forever. But you have rejected and humiliated us. You do not march out with our armies. You make us retreat from the foe. And those who hate us have taken plunder for themselves. You hand us over to be eaten like sheep and scatter us among the nations. You sell your people for nothing, and you make no profit from selling them. You make us an object of reproach to our neighbors, a source of mockery and ridicule to those around us. You make us a joke among the nations, a laughingstock among the peoples. My disgrace is before me all day long, and shame has covered my face because of the taunts of the scorner and reviler. Because of the enemy and the avenger, all this has happened to us, but we have not forgotten or betrayed your covenant. Our hearts have not turned back. Our steps have not strayed from your path, but you have crushed us in the haunt of jackals and have covered us with the deepest darkness. If we had forgotten the name of our God or spread out our hands to a foreign God, wouldn't God have found this out since he knows the secrets of the heart? Because of you, we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. Wake up, Lord. Why are you sleeping? Get up. Don't reject us forever. Why do you hide and forget our affliction and oppression? For we have sunk down to the dust. Our bodies cling to the ground. Rise up. Help us. Redeem us. Because of your faithful love. You can be seated. Jesus told a story of a little widow woman who kept knocking on the door of an unjust judge. He didn't fear God. He didn't care about men. He could have cared less for this widow woman, but she just kept coming every day, kept knocking every day at his door. And finally, he was bugged literally to death, and he said, I don't fear God. I don't regard men, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to give her justice against her adversary. And Jesus said, if God, if, if God were to hear his people persist like that, would not God answer? God's not unjust. God is good. God loves us. And so Jesus encouraged them. He says, I'm looking for faith. He says, when the Son of Man comes... Will he find faith on the earth? We need God's faith to carry us through those persistent uh, times of difficulty when it seems like God is not listening. The scripture we read this morning 
actually has a, a psalm that is written by the two sons of Korah. And uh, they are struggling. They've got some questions. They're, they remember what God's word says about how God was with the people, but it seems like God's not with them. In the past, God had delivered Israel. He'd supernaturally gone before their armies. They'd taken the promised land, but now God doesn't go out with their armies. Now it seems God's abandoned them. What's going on? And so they're crying out in prayer to God. Isn't it interesting they're being honest with God? You don't have to be dishonest with God about how you feel in your heart. You can tell him. He wants you to do so. But as they cry out to God, they say, Lord, don't reject us forever. Redeem us. Help us. Come to our rescue. Wake up. Help us. And we know from history that God did. God did answer that prayer. Listen, I want to tell you something. You may feel as though God has abandoned you. You may feel like God is sleeping in the midst of your crisis, but can I tell you that God loves you, and God's not abandoned you. Um, We need to persist in prayer and faith in the new year. Um, Have you got some needs in your personal life? Maybe some spiritual needs or emotional needs or perhaps some physical needs in your life that you need to bring before God. Maybe this needs for your family. Maybe you're concerned about someone in your family that you need to continue to bring before the Lord. Or may I say, would you pray for our church? (laughs) Continue to lift up this church before the throne of grace. So important. Uh. What should we pray in this coming new year and, of course, uh, in the remainder of this year? The title of my message is Prayers for a New Year. What should we pray for? Pray for God to empower us. To empower us. Look at verse 3. They did not take the land by their sword. It doesn't mean they didn't use swords or they didn't use weapons. He's just saying that's not what won the battle. (laughs) Their arm did not bring them victory, but by your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, because you were favorable toward them. You could also translate that because you delight in them. Did you know that God delights in you? Not a profound thing. God delights in you. The one who created the stars delights in you. Do you need some strength today? call out to God to empower you. Um, The Israelites needed help, and and you remember the giants? We're like grasshoppers, Lord. They're they're so tall. They're so so mighty. They have fortified cities. Lord, how could we possibly win the victory? The second generation called out upon God and trusted God, and God empowered them to take the land. Supernaturally went before them. Remember Samson? Samson had gotten away from God. He had sinned against God. He was broken. He he was serving as a slave to the Philistines. They had burned out his eyes. And they they brought him into this assembly place so that they could ridicule him and make fun of him during one of their holidays. And they set him between these two pillars and suddenly he remembered to pray. He had failed God, but he said, God, just this one last time, give me strength. 
and God supernaturally filled him with strength and he pushed on those pillars and that whole building came down. And the Bible says he killed more Philistines in his death in battle than he ever did in his life through the empowerment that God brings. Call on God to empower you. He can empower you spiritually in your walk with God. Are you struggling in some area of your life? Bring it to God in prayer. Say, Lord, I need your power. Strengthen me. Empower me. Uh, Are you struggling in relationships? Bring those things to God. Say, Lord, I'm struggling. I don't know how to deal with this. I don't have the power to deal with this. Empower me to deal with this. God delights to answer. So prayers for the new year, what are they? Pray for God to empower us as a church as families, as individuals. Secondly, pray for God to protect us. Verse 7 says, You give us victory over our foes, and let those who hate us be disgraced. Did you know that there are people who hate Christians? There are. There are people who hate Christians. We're told to love our enemies, and we're, we're to try to reach people with the message of Jesus Christ. But there's also an unseen enemy that hates us. Satan, his demons. The Bible says the, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Pray for God's protection. I was reading uh, this past week in Job, and Satan is complaining to God. He says, God, what can I do? You put a hedge around him and his family and everything he has. I can't touch him. That is the power that our God has. You don't have to be afraid of Satan. You can have confidence that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And you can pray for God's protection. I encourage you to do that in your own life, in the life of your family members, in the lives of the people of our church. Uh, Intercede for God's protection. We pray for God's protection physically. We uh, a few years ago, we were having a, a lot of uh, car accidents in our family. We started praying not only for our kids, but for the cars of our kids. Uh, we were praying for protection. But you could pray for physical protection. You could pray for spiritual protection. If you feel like the enemy is coming in like a flood, the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Uh, you could pray for emotional protection. Uh, for yourself or for someone else. Um, I was going through a difficult time one time, and uh, one of my uh, church members came up and said, I prayed this psalm of protection for you this morning in my devotions. Boy, did that encourage me. Because the Lord knew I needed protection at that point of my life. So pray for God to protect us as a church, to protect our families and so forth, our marriages and so forth. Um, Also, what else should we pray for? Pray for uh, God to empower us, to protect us, thirdly, to receive us, and uh, specifically to receive our worship. Look at verse 8. We boast in God all day long. We will praise your name forever. Now, these are people who are going through difficult times. They're going through times where they don't understand what God's about in their life or why God's allowed what he's allowed, but they're still praising God. We need to pray for God to receive us. If you don't know Christ today, your worship is not received until you come to faith in Jesus Christ. 
The Bible says that our righteousness is as filthy rags, and that includes our worship. We can't worship in an acceptable way to God. And so until we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, there's no coming to God in a worship that's acceptable. So uh, Christ died for your sin and he rose again. And because of that, if you'll repent of your sin, surrender to Christ and put your trust in him, God will give you a relationship with him and he'll cleanse your sin and he'll make you fit for his presence and he'll enable you to worship him. And he'll accept your worship. You know, uh, some people get hung up about worship or prayer. And they, they're worried about how, the words they're going to use or how they're going to do it. Maybe I can't carry a tune. How am I going to sing? Uh, these kinds of things. I remember when my kids were little, they would draw me a picture. And they'd color me a picture. And I'd say, oh, thank you. Uh, what is it? <laughs> because I couldn't tell what it was. And they would tell me what it was. I'd say, boy, you know, thank you so much. I didn't turn them away. I didn't say, okay, kid, when you get your act together, come back with a real picture. No. I accepted it because it came from people that I love. Listen, I want to tell you something. God loves you. And when you begin a relationship with Jesus Christ, from then on, he accepts your worship because he loves you. And the price has been paid at Calvary. So pray for God to receive us, to receive our worship. Pray for him to empower you in your worship. You know, sometimes I have trouble worshiping from the heart. Jesus said the worshipers that God seeks are those who worship him in spirit and in truth. So ask God to help you with that as well. What else should you ask him? Ask for God to sustain us. To sustain us. Look at verse 22. Because of you, we are being put to death all day long we are counted as sheep to be slaughtered now they're experiencing these troubles in battle Uh, Christians in various parts of the world today are being killed for their faith and worse sometimes the killing would be a a mercy compared to what happens to some of them and uh, we are not told that we'll have trouble free time here in this world We're told that in this world we'll have trouble. But the Bible says a righteous man may fall seven times, but the Lord will pick him up. Uh, I want you to know that God can sustain you through the trials of your life. If it's an illness, uh, if it's a loss of a loved one, if if it's trouble at work or trouble in your family, whatever it may be, God can sustain you in those times of difficulty. Um. Had I not believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, is what the author of Hebrews says. Uh, he, didn't, he actually doesn't fulfill the rest of the sentence. In other words, he's just so overwhelmed. <clears throat> How would I have made it had I not believed that God loved me and that God was good and that someday we're going to see the goodness of the Lord? Can I tell you, whatever you're going through, one day Jesus is coming. <laughs> one day... <clears throat> Our, excuse me, <coughs> one day our faith will be made sight and uh, Jesus is going to come get his bride. Sin and trouble, <coughs> heartache, pain, difficulty, death will all be over <coughs> in that moment. 
<coughs> Trust God to sustain you. I have never seen the righteous forsaking or their seed begging for bread. Jesus said, Lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the age. God will sustain you. Pray for him to do so. Pray for him to sustain your kids. Not just to sustain you and putting one foot in front of the other, but also to sustain you in a supernatural way so that we're not overcome by evil, but we overcome evil with good. Did you know you and I are not called to wave a white flag as, as believers? We're called to a position of victory. And even in the broken times of this life, God can bring about his good purpose. Pray for that. Pray that as God sustains you through the process, that he will sustain you in having victory even in the midst of suffering and defeat. I love the life of Jesus and how uh, he was persecuted and how he experienced difficulty and time and time and time again, he overcame, he overcame. He overcame till one day they said, we can't take it anymore. And they nailed him to a cross and they put him in a tomb, but they couldn't keep him down. He arose. And uh, this same resurrection power lives in us. I want to tell you, God can sustain you. So pray for God to empower us, to protect us, to receive us, to sustain us, to accept us. Verse uh, 23, wake up, Lord. Why are you sleeping? Get up. Don't reject us forever. I'm here to tell you today that if you know Jesus Christ, you're not rejected. You're accepted. Sometimes you may feel rejected as a child of God. Sometimes you may feel like God's asleep or like God's taking a vacation. Or what, God, where, where are you in the midst of my situation? But I can tell you this right now, on the, based on the authority of God's word, Jesus was rejected so that you and I could be accepted. And we are accepted in Jesus Christ. But if you don't know Christ, I want to tell you, Sometimes the troubles of this life, if you're an unbeliever, the Bible says the wrath of God remains on you until you make the choice to surrender your life and, and trust in Jesus. Yes, God loves you, but God also judges sin. And sometimes the difficulties of this life can be the greatest mercy that God could ever give us if it drives us to a relationship with Jesus. So pray for God to accept us. Um, to accept you as an individual if you don't know Christ, to accept your family, pray for your family's salvation, to accept us as a church. Did you know Billy Graham says 80% of people who go to evangelical churches he believes are lost? That's kind of sobering to think about. Pray for this church. Pray that people who come to this church will have a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ. Pray for God to accept us. Next, pray for God to help us. Verse 26. Rise up. Help us. I love that. Peter's sinking down in the water. He, he does. It's a short prayer. Help! <laughs> Aren't you glad you don't have to have a long uh, oratory in order for God to hear you? 
A simple one-word prayer is enough to get it done. I love uh, Isaiah 41.10. says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. Yea, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's a promise of God. God has said he will help us when we call on him. He may not always help us in the specific way we desire, but he will help us every single time. We look at the life of the disciples and we see their failure. Then Pentecost came and God sent his Holy Spirit and these men were changed. There's been times I felt like, Lord, how in the world are you going to use me? You know, have you ever had one of those weeks where you just blow it consistently? <laughs> and I, I just, Lord, can, can you uh, imagine how effective it is to have God come alongside you and to help you in your struggle? And uh, that's why Jesus says, Lo, I'm with you always even to the end of the age. Because he knows if we're to carry out the Great Commission and we're to tell people about Jesus and we're to fulfill the role that we should fulfill in God's church and we're to be who we need to be as God's people, we can't do it ourselves. He said, apart from me, you can do nothing. So we need his help. But praise God, with him we can bear much fruit. So pray for God to help us. Pray for God to help your kids. Pray for God to help your spouse. Pray for God to help this church. We need God's help. I want to tell you, if God does something with our church as he has been doing, if God does something with our church, it won't be because of the pastor, because the pastor's a great guy, or not a great guy, whichever the case may be. Uh, It won't be because of the deacons. I love my deacons, but it won't be because of them. And it won't be because of you. If, if, if God does a work in this church, it will be because in his grace, he chooses to help us. And so we need to ask him to do so. Uh, God has promised to help those who call on him. So, and then finally, redeem us. This is a powerful word. I love the word redeem. Verse 26, rise up, help us, redeem us. Because of your faithful love. What is it to redeem? Well, the Israelites had in mind the picture of the Exodus. God redeemed them with a right hand and an outstretched arm. It was a symbol of his power. Um, They remember the plagues of Egypt and how God did some mighty things to deliver them from the clutches of Pharaoh. But to redeem literally means to pay a price. God paid the price. He exerted his strength to deliver them from Egypt. But it looked forward to that true exodus when Jesus would die on a cross to redeem us, to pay the price for us so that we could be set free, not from Pharaoh, but from Satan and sin's tyranny over our lives. We could be set free. If the Son of Man sets you free, you shall be free Indeed, redemption also had to do 
with someone, as you remember Boaz, who was the kinsman redeemer, and he, he restored Ruth and Naomi's family and gave them a hope and a future. Uh, this is what Jesus does when someone surrenders, surrenders their heart and puts their trust in him. He redeems them. He sets them free. He sets them on a new path, gives them a hope and a future. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus, and that makes all the difference. Redeem us. Redeem us. Redeem is, is deliverance. But you can pray for deliverance. You, you say, well, I'm already a Christian. I don't need to pray for salvation. Well, that may be true, but you can pl- pray for redemption in your life because no matter who you are, there are situations and things you come across in your life that you need deliverance. Pray for it. Pray for deliverance from spiritual things that, that are struggles. Pray for, for deliverance in situations in, in your family or at work. Pray for deliverance in, in your emotional situation. Whatever it may be, take it before the throne of grace so that God can bring redemption. Ezra began to be very broken as he saw the sin of the exiles. They'd come back from captivity. They just got done being judged as a nation. And here they are sitting again. Ezra was so broken that he fell down to his knees and he wept and he mourned and he fasted for days. Broken over the sin of his nation. And God brought revival. Others began to join him in prayer and before long they were opening the book of the law and and God began to, to change and renew them once again. We need to pray for God to redeem our church, to set us free from what binds us, to put us on his path of blessing and redemption. This is what to pray for in the coming year. Uh, Aren't you glad that as God's people, the battle is the Lord's? There have been a lot of times I've felt inadequate in this life. Maybe you feel inadequate as a parent or inadequate as a spouse or inadequate as a church member. But can I tell you something? It doesn't matter who you are. God can use weak individuals to do mighty things. Because the battle is not ours. It's God's. Gideon's hiding in a wine press. God says, hail, you mighty man of valor. (laughs) Gideon trying to keep from breaking out laughing. What are you talking about? I'm hiding from the Midianites. What are you calling me a body man of valor for? But you see, God took an ordinary man. Gideon said, I'm the least in my father's house. I'm the least. We're, our family is the least in our tribe. God, we're nobodies. But God put the power on Gideon's life. And he, through Gideon, redeemed the whole Israelite nation from the Midianites. God is able to redeem. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to come to you in prayer. Father, as we are facing a new year, um, Lord, there's some victories that you've brought in this previous year, but there's some victories that still need to be won in this coming year. And so, Father, I pray that you would help us to faithfully, as your people, to intercede On behalf of ourselves, on behalf of our families, and on behalf of this church. And God, help us to intercede for those out in this community that don't know Jesus. 
Help us be faithful. Help us to be like the widow woman, God, that, that didn't give up. Help us to keep knocking. Help us to keep asking. Because if we ask, we'll receive. If we knock, the door will be opened. And Father, help us to be faithful. Sustain us in the difficulties of life. And Lord, if there's somebody here today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, I just ask that in this moment, as we begin an invitation, Lord, that they would be touched in their heart and drawn to faith in Jesus Christ. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to have a time of invitation. And maybe you have given up. I'll confess to you, there have been some times in my life where I've given up in prayer. Where I've quit trusting God. If if that's you, I'm just going to ask you to come to this altar and say, Lord, I confess it to you. Uh, I ask you to fill me with your spirit and I ask you to be persistent and to sustain me in prayer in this coming year. Help me keep trusting you. Help me to have a stubborn faith. Did you know sometimes stubbornness is a good thing? Don't go home and tell your spouse, well, the preacher said stubbornness is a good thing. But in this case, stubbornness in prayer is a good thing. Uh, Ask God to help you be stubborn in your prayers. I will not let you go until you bless me. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, uh, the Bible says Christ died for sin once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. Jesus did everything that was necessary. He lived the perfect life that you couldn't live on your own. He died the death that you deserved so that you could have a relationship with God and your sins could be forgiven and you could have a home in heaven. And so if you don't know him today, God calls you to surrender. Uh, Sometimes people call that repentance, a turning from your sin in your own way to follow Jesus. But surrender is, it means I'm laying down my control, I'm choosing Jesus. I want you to be the Lord of my life. That's a step of faith. But also, we, we choose to receive the gift of eternal life. And the gift of eternal life comes with a person whose name is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, to as many as received him, to them gave he the right to be called the children of God, even to those who believe on his name. If you'd like to... Uh, surrender and put your trust in Jesus. Receive him into your life. I'm going to invite you here in just a moment to come forward here to the front where I'm standing. And it be my privilege to lead you through a prayer uh, tonight. Uh, If you need prayer for anything...